home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Well, hello, lovely. This is your host, Garrett. And tonight we have a very special Christmas episode of Rated G Radio. In just a couple of minutes, I'll be bringing on my co-host, Mary Lou Monroe Ray. She'll be live from Brisbane, Australia. We can't wait to hear what the weather is like down there and oh, so much more. But a big thank you to my hosts this month for taking time out of their holiday schedule with their family and friends to spend it here on Monday nights, live 7 p.m. Pacific time or 1 p.m. Tuesday afternoon in Brisbane. We'll find out more about that in just a moment. Our big thanks to Rebecca Fisk, America's Top 50 Psychic, rated LGBT Radio's Rob Watson. Of course, tonight's guest co-host, Mary Lou Monroe Ray, host of Rated Oz Radio. And of course, Stephanie Gerard. She comes to us monthly on the first Tuesday of every month with Journey with Stephanie. I'll let you know the feedback that we've had from the listeners. You, in particular, listening right now, has been so overwhelming I am asking each of our guest co-hosts if they would like to continue the tradition into the new year. And so far, the answer has been a resounding yes. Now, I will also let you know that going back 10 years of shows of Rated G Radio, I have a list a mile long of people who want to come on and do this guest co-host gig once a week or not once a week, but, you know, on the Monday night show at seven o'clock. And we are trying to work out dates for several people to come back on the show who have been guests themselves in the past, but now just want to turn to chew the fat. So I'm excited to say that we'll have um, some new names to the show that are old, familiar names you'll remember from years gone by. With that, I will also share, if you're listening live on the Blog Talk platform, you'll see all of the guest co-hosts for the month, Rebecca, Rob, Mary Lou, Stephanie, hyperlinks to their socials. So if you'd like to find out more about what they do, their show contents, or otherwise connect to the programming right here on Rated G Radio, the parent of the network. Um, I encourage you to do so. You'll you'll see the banner. I'm just giving you some banter banner, but the banner on the show is rated LGBT radio. And that's because Rob um, took over the show for rated LGBT radio that I created back with him a few years ago when I had to get a J-O-B and I couldn't do the rated G for a hot minute. And so now you'll see that streaming on Apple's iTunes podcast and also on iHeartRadio. So if you'd like to find out more or listen to Rated LGBT Radio or Rated Oz Radio or Rated G Radio like you are right now, we're available everywhere podcasts are available to listen to. So subscribe for free on iHeartRadio. Subscribe on Apple's iTunes podcast. Download us. Take us on the go. We've got programming for you fresh every single week. With that, I'm going to introduce one of my best friends ever, the bright and sunshiny love of my life down under. It's Mary Lou Monroe Ray. 
How are you, my dear? Hello, my gorgeous friend. How is your afternoon on Tuesday? My afternoon on Tuesday is I live in a little brick place, so I've had the fans going constantly because it's 36 degrees Celsius in Brisbane as we speak. That is a hot one. It is. We had lots of rain, lots of floods further down south, Um, torrential rain, lots of big gusty winds and things happening around Australia. I mean, it's it's just a season to be everything, you know, really is. It's just it's like and you go to th- Melbourne and you get four seasons in one day, but it's spreading the love throughout the country right now. So, Mary Lou, just to give you an international flavor of what the temperature is here in Huntington Beach, you said your yes. temperature is what, 36? Centigrade. It is 15 centigrade here in Huntington Beach today, right now, wow. at this very moment. So a little on the chilly day. side. Oh, chilly. Okay. No, it's very humid and muggy at the moment. So, you know, like for Santa to come in an Australian Christmas, you'll probably see him in board shorts with a red hat on, on a surfboard this yeah. time of year. <laughs> because we're in... It's really officially just gone into summer, which is lovely. And today would have, would have been my dad's birthday. So happy birthday up there, Dad. Happy birthday. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. And the funny thing is with – do you want a few fun facts about Australia? For people who oh, just don't a few. Know We've only got an hour. So, yes, lots. Oh, no, no, just a few. Okay. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> you know I'm just a wealth of information. Um, not really, but 90% of Australians actually live on the coast. We're a country, an island, and a continent, but everybody lives around the coast because we love our beach. We love the oceans. And the Great Barrier Reef has got the largest ecosystem, and and people sort of go, oh, do you have snow in Australia? Yes, we do in the winter. We actually, the Australian Alps, hold more snow than the Swiss Alps. So wow. there's places to go like Parisher, Threadbow, Charlotte Pass, Mount Hotham, Falls Creek, Mount Buller, all really well-known destinations. Because when it does get cold, it, it does get cold. Um, further down, like in New South Wales and Victoria, our states. And at the moment, my son's in Tasmania, which is a beautiful, beautiful state fantastic seafood surrounded of course by water still lots of mountains hardly touched really apart from a few of the major towns there and it has the cleanest air in the world because it's neighbors with antarctica oh my goodness yes now can i give you a fun fact mary lou yes one of our loyal listeners her name is lauren lauren and her partner left on Monday of this, or I guess they left on Saturday of this week, excuse me, so I'm trying to figure out the days of the week here. They left on Saturday um, this week to go to Antarctica for two weeks to celebrate Christmas. Fantastic. Apparently it's amazing. It's just, it's untouched, pristine, freezing cold. You know, you'd want to be rugged up warm 
but what an, an amazing trip that would be. I, I would think so. I to apply for a science thing a oh, long time ago when I was probably in my early 20s. Uh, there was an opportunity to go there, and I really wanted to go. <laughs> anyway. I think it would be fun, but the cold is just not interesting to me. No, no, I, I that's why I live in sunny Queensland. Yes, and yes. Australian, Australia, well, we are a spirited country in many ways because they love, you know, going down to the pub and things like that, but they also love their wine. And there are 60 wine regions here in Australia. So if you're a wine drinker, and we make a lot of our own wines here, you definitely have to go and check out South Australia and a few places and do a big tour around Australia. It's an amazing place. Yeah. Desert in you the middle, coast on the side. <laughs> I've n never thought, Mary Lou, as Australia as a wine country. And that would only make mm. sense that you would have great wine regions just as a continent itself yeah so well they have to, well because we're very contained you know we have everything from sheep farming and grow a lot of our own produce and things like that which you know i like going to the markets when i can because it's just and there's lots of little markets and flea markets and things like that up here and all around the place and you know, you'll just go for drives and one minute you'll be in rainforest and then another time you'll be through mountains and hills or just flatland or cane country, you know, sugar cane, because we grow sugar cane here up in Queensland, up around the Bundaberg region. So in Mackay, when I, which I talked about last time with my little snake friend. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no snakes. No snakes, no. <laughs> So out of all the places that you've lived in and toured around in Australia, where's your favorite? Oh, um, probably here in Brisbane. It's a pretty city, and it's got the river that runs right through. There's a lot of infrastructure going on, getting prepared, because we won the Olympic Games for 2032. So... There's lots of stuff going on, and but you know, every Sydney's fantastic. You know, it's got the beautiful Manly um, Harbour and the Opera House and Sydney, you know, the Sydney Bridge, Harbour Bridge. Melbourne's, you know, a big town as well, a big city. So everything's about theatre, art, you know great places for wine and um, social things, live music, all that kind of stuff. We love our music down here as well, just as you guys do over there. But there's, you know, it's, and the weather I think is great. And it's just, you know, there's so many things that you can do. And we're just sort of about three hours, depending where you fly from, to New Zealand. So, which is our neighbors. And there's beautiful, and not too so far from the other Pacific Islands and Fiji and Bali and places. So yeah. outside of Australia, if we're talking about tropical destinations and we're going to disqualify New Zealand just because you've just okay. shared about that. <laughs> um, where in the area outside of Brisbane have you traveled to by plane that has been your favorite? By plane. Um, well, I flew to Tasmania <clears throat> a very long time ago. Hobart. 
um, I had friends there that had a big farm. So oh, the fresh air and just the land and the greenery was just beautiful. And it's a lovely place to be, but it would probably be a little bit far from my family for me. Um, I've been to, <clears throat> sorry, my voice is going. Uh, I've been to Perth, I've flown to Perth, I've flown to Sydney, I've flown to Melbourne. I haven't been to Darwin yet, so that could be on my to-do list. A uh, long time ago, of course, um, Cyclone Tracy had kind of hit Darwin and destroyed a lot of it, but it got rebuilt again. And apparently it's an amazing city that's up in the Northern Territory. Very hot up there. But I'd say um, I still love Brisbane, but I love Tasmania and I'd like to go back and visit sometime to, you know, and really yep. check it out. Tell me about your son again. What does he do? He's, he's a great um, hand artist, if you like. He does a lot of small things. Uh, he's very good at voiceover work and acting and things like that. And he loves to create ever since he was a kid. You know, we used to practice doing role playing. <laughs> and I think he's like when he was maybe two or three, he used to like Michael Winslow and all the sounds that Michael Winslow used to make. And it never stopped. And I remember one day he watched the movie Aliens and I, <clears throat> I had come home and on my message bank, when the phone had rang, you know, to get a message like the old telephones. And he decided to record an entire scene out of Aliens with gunfire, <laughs> explosions, oh, you name it. And my friends were bringing up, what the heck happened? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> then I played, rewind, record, listen, Paul. <laughs> So he'd done this whole, and he's very good at it. Yeah, he used to love Jurassic Park and could do raptors. He's just this amazing sound artist. So I guess it's a chip off. Well, chip off the old block. Oh, he'd be going, nah, you're okay, but you know, I can do it better, mum. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> very was. humble young man there too. Yeah, I, I'll no, tell you, he'd be just it's me it's been fun to hear and or see some of your audition tapes that you've shared with me over the years where he's your <laughs> acting partner. Yes. Yeah. He didn't, I did the scene with, um, he was Tom Cruise and I was uh, Demi Moore. And, you know, there's a scene where they're out in the baseball field and she's trying to get his attention to talk about the case. And of course, Tom Cruise is not really interested. He's a bit of a smart aleck. And But there is one line in there that sort of disturbed my son when <laughs> Tom Cruise said something. Oh, Commander, I'm getting aroused. And he went, I can't say that. You're my mother. And I went, oh, for goodness sake, honey. <laughs> it's a scene. I really need yeah. somebody to do this. I've got to get myself test in. So anyway, but he did it really well. And he's so good at accents. And he was very good at Tom Cruise's accent, I must say. Because he understands, like, how they speak. And he does things like Darth Vader. I remember him doing Chris, um, what's his name? Walk, not Walker. Uh, oh, Luke uh, Skywalker. No, no, Chris Walken. Walken oh, no, Chris Walken, Walken, yeah. Yeah, Walken. And 
my friend was sitting outside and he's going, he said, go and do a thing. And so he was making a bit of porridge. He said, well, you know, we just have to uh, stir the pot real slow. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he did it perfectly. <laughs> oh. So it's, it's always a pleasure. He's got a very wicked, very astute sense of humor. And, you know, I'm just very blessed. And we have a lot of fun. He stirs me up a lot because I, I just seem to bite all the time, as we say. <laughs> I'm just having a lend of your mum. It's all right, you know. So, but they, they think when I do an American accent that I sound Australian. I go, That's funny. What do you mean? It is. I go, what do you mean I sound Australian? That sounds Australian. Yes, it sure does. It does. Yes, it does. And I can talk, you know, like an American or, you know, I can talk. That sounds more Canadian. Oh, don't you know? Yeah, you do sound a little Canadian. You're a Canuck. I'm a Canuck. A Canuck. A Canuck. A Canuck. Canuck. Well, maybe that's a female genre of Canadian. It's a Canuck. I don't know. I hope I haven't offended all of our Canadian listeners. No, no. No, no. And then I, you know, I like breaking into Scottish and Irish accents and things. So I just like doing voice. I remember when we did your audition. Oh, I was, I was telling my boss today. I said, I can't wait for our show tonight because my co-host is from Brisbane, Australia. And I went through, you know, our history and I said, and she goes, Oh, imitate Mary Lou. And I said, throw another (laughs) shrimp on the Bobby. You know, I'm like, I said, I sound terrible. But I, I did tell her the story where I had an audition to, for the ABC network here up in Los Angeles. And they wanted, you know, it's, the, it's hysterical because the part they wanted me to audition for was legitimately needed to be for somebody at least 20 years younger. But they wanted me to come in and audition for a UFC fight trainer from Australia. Okay, right. things that Garrett yes. can do. I can't be a UFC fighter. I can't be a UFC trainer, and I can't do an Australian accent. But you God did bless well. you, Mary. Well, you, I will tell you, I did it, um, and I, I, it could have been so much worse. But everybody, I'm telling you, I, when I got the news that they had scheduled my audition, I said, "What the heck am I going to do?" And they said, "Yes, and if you could do it in an Aussie accent, that would be great." I'm like, "Of course," because. As an actor, you don't ever say, I don't do that. You just say, of course, because that's what you're supposed to say. (laughs) And so I chatted up Mary Lou, and she took it upon her free time to coach me. I think it was like three hours or something ridiculous like that. But it was a long time working on inflection and the right diction, and I was horrible. But it was so much better with Mary Lou's coaching. Well, I the memory of it was, it was a very fun memory, but you know what they ended up doing? They, instead of casting me as that, the, the person they casted for that role was absolutely the right person. That's the, that's oh. the other thing I've learned as a very bad actor. When I see who they ultimately <laughs> cast, I go like, Oh, they're the perfect fit. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they cast me in a non-speaking role because that would be much better. And they had me be an yeah, American idol type of right judge. Here. For the show, ah, yeah, because so, I, oh. I looked halfway decent. So that was fun. The, the show yeah, did not get picked decent. up, but um, it, it was a fun show to be part of. 
and I got to spend a couple of days up in Los Angeles filming and, um, you know, working with some incredibly talented people. So that's always wow. a fun thing. <clears throat> that is a definitely fun time. Oh, that would have been so much fun. <sighs> Los Angeles. City of I Angels. Hope, you know, one of the things, you know, because as creative people, we love to create and we love to do and we love yes. what we love, you know. But yeah. I will tell you one of the things that I've come to realize in my time up in Hollywood is that unless you have the right connection with the right people who slept with the right people and all of that, that mm. you can be the most talented singer, actor, musician, writer, yeah. you name it, and it is not an ounce. In one way, very kindly, because of someone of limited talent that we see, it gives me hope. But for dozens and dozens of people that I know who have more talent in their than I could ever hope to possess, I hear them, see them acting, perform, write that these talented and lovely people spend hours and hours hours of their days and weeks and months and years to going to audition. Yeah. (laughs) For me, I've gotten to the point creatively where I just create to do it. Now, my music is going to hear a world premiere exclusive at the end of the show. But for me, I create my soul and then when, you know, people come along for the ride when they buy the music, my book, or whatever, listen to the show, it's because it resonates with them. And quite frankly, good I've given, I don't want to say given up, but I no longer am out there trying to pour myself out for a dollar to yeah. get somebody to listen to my whatever that has no influence, has no ability to do anything or make a role, which is a statistical improbability first in getting struck by light five times in a row. So um, I applaud anybody who is a success at what they do, but man, I'm telling you, there's so many creators in this world who just will oh. never get their own share yeah. of, you know, the limelight that they richly deserve. But yeah. that's just the way, well, it, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of um, the movie Tootsie. <laughs> Because I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. And it's a scene where, you know, Dustin's taken um, Terry Gar in because she's auditioning for the part that he ends up getting. And she's like, you know, she went in and then suddenly she came out and he went, what, what happened? What happened? She's going, what happened? And she went, I spent a hundred bucks on these glasses. A hundred bucks. That's it. I've had it. I've had it. I'm going home. And he went, okay, I'll give you a lift. Where? To Cleveland? I'm going home. I've had enough. And off she goes. But the thing with that, I'm being very dramatic and overacting. But the thing is, you know, the director and the producer or the writer has this vision already in their mind. Mm. And, you know, you can't. It, they're looking for that perfect fit, whether it's the mannerisms or most people say don't try and overact. Just kind of be yourself, get to know the character, know your lines, 
work with the beat um, when it changes, you know, reading the sides and the script so you know what the scene is like. And it's just, you know, whatever they do, they kind of have the character already formulated in their Mm -hmm. mind. And, you know, I guess if you're a big name, they can adapt to that, um, to the sort of character. If Even when people have been knocked back or they decide not to take the apart, oh, we wish, um, you know, those people can adapt. And it's really about practice, practice, practice. So you've got to have a real love for the craft. And, you know, I joined a, a thing called Stage Milk, which a friend of mine, Andrew Hill, had started in when he finished studying in Western Australia. Uh, it's the same school. Uh, way I can't remember the name of it, what it represents, but Hugh Jackman went there as well and had studied there amongst other places. And so he started this thing called Stage Milk. But when you join, you get to do some self-tests, you get a script, and you get feedback from directors, from actors, from writers, producers. So you do kind of get to know folks, and it is around the world where it goes, and also here as well. So that's why I did a couple of the scenes that I did. And you get some really nice feedback as well. And there is a competition that a friend of mine got into. And I think he was in the world one and he came fifth or he was chosen in the top five. Yeah. So there's lots of things you can do to get into acting if if you want. Once you've got uh, a show reel for yourself or scenes that you've done or just do some self-tests, you know, it's good to get an agent because they should be doing the work for you. Always practice, practice, practice. And, you know, just create. Sometimes it's even fun to create your own thing like you do with your music. So, you know, there's there's always hope, but I think you've got to have the commitment and the passion to really get into that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, I, I didn't do much this year because of my arm injury. My arm injury, I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I went and had my ultrasound yesterday. And how did that go? Uh, not much of my tendon left, apparently. I've just been, Uh-oh. I've got to stop lifting those weights. No, not really. It's just everything else. I keep moving around. But, you know, it's okay. I've, my arms and muscles are strong. So we'll just see how it goes. We're incredible beings. So, yeah, I'm not going to just accept that that's how it is because it's not how I roll really there you go <laughs> well let, let's talk about Christmas for just a tiny little bit what is Christmas sure. like for you what is a typical uh, and, and let's pretend it's a non-COVID year where you know if you would gather or whatever because I don't know what it's like down there I'll have you tell us about what it's like now but now with the new Omicron or whatever they're calling the new variant yeah you know, we're back to wearing masks everywhere yep. in public, at least in California. Yep. And we have we a lot of too. restrictions. And I'm all for it, to be quite frank. Um, it's, yeah. it, you know, before before you answer, I, it's, it's so funny. Last week, so I have a full-time job. Okay. I love yeah. my full-time job. Okay. So there, I've said it. Um, but then I also have a part-time job because I'm crazy. But my part-time job <laughs> used to be my full-time job before I have my new full-time job, which is now three and a half years ago. So I go in on one day a week and it's at a grocery store. 
supermarket. Yeah. And so I'm there last week, keeping in mind that the people who are the employees are not the people at the corporate headquarters who make the corporate decisions. That's in a mm-hmm. land far, far away. You know, we're so yeah. at the bottom of the food chain. Now, keeping in mind that the job I have is easy. I can just go in. I clock my eight hours and I go home. I don't have to think about it, you know, and it's very low stress. And so mm-hmm. this moron and I'm being gener- and I'm being degrading to anybody named Moron, okay? But this moron <laughs> comes into the store last week and flashing mm. around a cell phone going, do you know about this policy? That, that, that? And I said, you know, no, I don't. He goes, obviously you wouldn't. They won't tell you anything. And I said, you know, I'm really not interested because I'm here to help my customers. I need to speak to a store manager. And I'm like, you realize that anybody you talk to here, no control over that time and space, and they're in meetings. And it's like, dude, you are a friggin' moron. Just shut up. Because <laughs> you are probably one of the dimmest lights ever on a Christmas tree. And you are really picking the wrong audience on who you want to come and show how smart you are because you can read off of a cell phone. And the <laughs> yeah. people around me that, you know, that work there were like, who, who is this guy? This, he's just like the dumbest brick in the box. So it's just mm. kind of funny to see that type of reaction. But as far as yeah. you know, um, restrictions go, we're back to wearing masks and that kind of thing. What's it like down there in Brisbane? Well, there's no lockdowns. As yet, they're trying to avoid that because they want to keep us safe and they want the economy to keep building, probably because with everything they helped uh, with folks to stay open or alive, you know, um, there's a deficit, but I think they're working towards that to, you know, fix that up. But if you're not vaccinated now, a double vaccination you cannot enter a pub a theater a cafe a restaurant <clears throat> so if you're a musician you wouldn't be able to work or an actor um just and you have to show you have to check in on the apps they have and yep. you can actually add it to your phone to show the specific um symbol to show that yes you've had both your vaccinations uh, it's now down to five months from your second vax if um, you need the booster, which they're encouraging at the moment because of this new Omicron variant, which apparently can be airborne and can spread quicker than what Delta did. So far, some people have had milder symptoms, but as I said last time, it really depends on how you present and what's right. going on in your own body and immune system. You know, if there's medications or things, all that really should be considered before you have some of these vaccinations. That's why it's good to go to your GP and have your, you know, a checkup or talk about any blood clots or anything like that that you might be prone to so Mm -hmm. they can pick the right one. So, you know, I I had my second one and it didn't, I had a couple of weird pains in my legs for two days and then Ooh, that was it went away yeah yeah wife went had away. both shots mm. and the booster and i kind of snuck in ahead of time when the booster was offered here because mm-hmm. i was actually online trying to clip my digital coupons to do my grocery shopping 
And my grocery yeah. store also had a pharmacy in it. And, and so online it says, oh, if you'd like to get your booster, sign up here. I'm like, okay, I'll sign up. And so I went and got <laughs> yeah. it back in August. Um, so I'm counting down to when I can go get like another, you know, like shot number four, um, yeah, which I don't know. Good. Well, it's mm-hmm. going to be coming up in like February, but I've had only Pfizer so far. And yeah. I want to, you know, doing like, like I'm a medical doctor or a trained professional. I'm not, but I can read headlines just as much as anybody else can. And I think I'm yeah. going to try to get the Moderna um, shot as a booster for shot number four. Cause I guess if, you know, you mix them up, that's great. And then the Moderna is supposed to be really super effective against the variants. Um, if you okay. get that as a booster, <clears throat> but, yeah, but again, don't listen to me. Yeah. Well, I think, um, the Novavax to the, the WHO, so I read, so don't mm-hmm. quote me on this, um, have approved Novavax for emergency situations. I know that um, Australia has probably purchased some, but it still has to go through the Federal Drug Administration. Sure, Because yeah. there was only so many clinical tests done, so they don't know, well, they don't know the side effects or long-term effects, but I think when you've got that and maybe this variant, it's a bit too late to say, oh, I wish I had had it. If, you know, you end up in hospital, and a lot of hospitals can be overwhelmed yeah. with the number of people going through. So I think it's really about being sensible, being safe, maybe avoid great big um, event things if you're in a hot spot. And try not to travel out unless it's absolutely necessary. Wear a mask, you know. So just common sense, really, until hopefully they have more information. Well, unfortunately, I just don't – it's the common sense that if we all had common sense and used common sense, Mary Lou, then – I think we would be in a much different space. It's all the morons out there who are like, oh, I'm not getting a shot. Well, then don't get a shot. But then wear a mask and stay home and stop breathing all your germs on everybody else. And, yeah. Well, you can't tell me what to do. Well, okay. I'm, you know, I want to be healthy. Now you're inflicting your whatever on the rest of us. So yeah. I, I'm not a fan. You know, if you have other issues, uh, immune compromised whatever or what you know again that's all fine but then wear your mask and stay at home you know don't go around the rest of us who are you know trying to live our lives as normally as possible and have gotten a shot yeah Yeah. and sniffling and coughing and sneezing i think we're trying to implement a fine for anybody who spits on the ground or sneezes i don't know if that's come into play as yet but there was talk of it big fine too I can't imagine what it would be like for you down in Brisbane with the summer heat and with the pollen in the air and grasses cut. I'd be sneezing all day long, but it wouldn't be from COVID. It'd be from hay fever. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's why if you're outside, you know, just wear a mask. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Well, let's on to, on to happier notes. What are some Christmas traditions that you and your family love that are unique to Australia or your region of Australia? Well, I guess because it's the middle of the summer, we tend to have, you know, ham, like the Christmas ham is a big deal. And, you know, it's a great big one and they put cloves and things in it. Or 
sometimes they'll have chicken and maybe turkey for some people, uh, but they're big chicken eaters down here. I love turkey. It's actually a healthier meat, actually. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. um, but seafood is a big thing. So king prawns, they love salads um, because of the heat. So, or maybe some roast veggies sometimes, but they might that might mix with the other things, lots of potato salad, coleslaw. We have lots of fruit and then cheese platters with, you know, grapes and might have nuts and things. And we basically just sit around and they drink beer or we have big chats or we play games. Or if there's a swimming pool, get your togs on, get your boardies on, jump in the pool, cool down or off to the beach. Well, you know, if it wasn't COVID, um, some people still go. But like I said, there may be other restrictions come Christmas, which is not far away. So it's mainly things like that. And that's pretty much, because we're such a diverse country too, there's different uh, groups here that live here that have their own traditions. Um, Officially, we just have it on Christmas Day, the 25th, but there are some ethnicities that might celebrate it at Christmas in July so um, you know it's just different for those folks but they probably have their own little groups and it's not really sort of um, well but what about for you what what do you do with uh, you or your family and friends how do you celebrate well I usually go over to the kids the night before Christmas Eve and we're allowed to open one prezi (laughs) And um, even though my son's in Tasmania, I'm going to my daughter's and she and I are going to watch Christmas movies because we love Christmas movies and probably just have some snacks and get in the spirit of it all. But not only that, at the moment, there's lots of concerts on and things. There's still um, Christmas carols in some of the parks. I'd say you'd have to you know, depending, I, I think there are quite a few people out and about in the last couple of nights where they've had specials on or they broadcast them on the channels um, for people to watch if they don't actually want to have to go out. And, you know, it's very, they've got the top Australian artists and different people singing carols and, you know, it's done live. So, you know, there's lots of things. Some people just sit around and have quiet time. But it's a time, I think, just for reflection. And Christmas is about bringing the joy back into things. You know, the the spirit of Christmas is raising that vibration of joy and happiness and forgiveness and um, kindness. And it's the best time to receive, you know, that love and things or to give and just do a kindness. And it's funny because sometimes around Christmas or in January, just after the new year with the wet season, that's the one thing that Australians will do if they've gone through something. They just band together and they really give and they're just there. No questions. They'll just be there and help you out. Mm. So I think Australia's always kind of big. You know, that's my mate. Yeah. Going back to you you and your daughter, you said you're going to watch Christmas movies. Do you have a favorite and and what makes it your favorite? Okay. I love, I love the four holidays one, but the love actually 
wonderful. There's so many movies. Um, Although I've seen it a million times, it's just some of the scenes and the music and um, the stories behind it. We love Disney things as well. I'm just a big kid at heart. I can't help myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I do. And I sent you a picture of my little elves. Oh my gosh. You know, go on a trip. I decorated them to be Christmas elves. And shh, because they're for my kids. Oh, I, yeah, shh, I'm not telling a soul. No, because he won't be back till after Boxing Day, so I can't there you even go. post him up just yet. Cause, well, not that he might look, but you, you never know. And I'm keeping that one a secret, that shh, Christmas elves. Yes. Okay. So, and yeah. that picture was adorable, by the way. Oh, thank you. I spent many hours, because I love creating as you do showing little sequins on making them look all Christmassy because they were a bit plain but I just I just wanted to do something very special and that's that's what I think giving is is just doing that little extra magic touch that really hits people in the heart and makes them feel special so so how old are the grandkids uh my grand I'll have to give my age away almost I was a young mother kind of my grandson will be 21 next year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you were you were just a a, a baby yourself. Yes, and 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 you're a mini baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Although goodness. I thought now Santa, Santa's helper, who went around with homemade cookies. You look yes. gorgeous, Santa, with your white beard and white hair, and I'm thinking, sure. Because I saw something on Facebook, a, a page, and I went, he hasn't dyed his hair white, has he? Yes, then, he has. He has? Oh, because yes. he's looking like the top of a mountain right now. Oh, yeah. no, honey. I, 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 My hair hasn't is not this color at all. No. I had the, the, one of the, the beauty supply chains is called Sally's Beauty. So that'd be, yeah. I don't know what it, it's a, you know, it's a chain. So I went into Sally's Beauty. It was probably back in early October when I got the okay from my boss at work because, as I'm reminded yeah. all the time, we're a very conservative company. Well, only when you want to yeah. be. And that is usually <laughs> revolving around my hairstyle and choice of hair color, which has always been a natural color, but that's a story for a different day. So I, yeah. I told her back in October, I said, okay, I've released this album um, over the summer. It's called The Musical under my artist name, Blonde Jesus. You can listen to that for free on Spotify today. There's a link on the show page as well. Yes. But at Fantastic. the end of doing that, I ended up writing um, several Christmas songs. And I said, you know, what I'd really like to do is, you know, grow my hair out, grow a beard, dye it all white, and dress up as Santa for the promo pictures. And yes. my boss, who loves Christmas, was like, absolutely. Oh, God. <laughs> and I said, no, I need you to firmly get behind this because I can't have you change your mind once I commit to this because yeah. I got to I'm buying a Santa suit. She goes, no, 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 this is great. And like all of December, you could wear the Santa suit, but you know, take it home and wash it. Cause we don't want stinky Santa, but yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Dry so, it's well, yeah, dry cl- right. So mm-hmm. the, the short version of this is that I, Finish the album. It's at distribution. I, we're going to hear one of the songs at the end of the show tonight called 
it's a title track called Have Yourself a Very um, a Merry Little Christmas. It's a, I hate yeah. to do covers, but I loved that song so much. Um, yeah. And I'll, we'll talk about the uniqueness of that in just a moment. But anyhow, the, all the promo pictures, I needed to look like Santa. So I grew out the hair and grew out the beard, went to Sally's Beauty Supply, and I said, I'm going to be Santa for Christmas. And the girl deadpans and goes, it's a thing. I know. Come with me. And I said, no, no, no. I need to be like Santa. And she goes, I'm from Seattle, Washington. It, all the guys do it up there. It's a thing. Come with me. So she hooked me up with the right type of platinum bleach powder and the developer. And once a week, now my mom, keep in mind, was a hairstylist for years. And when I told her I was oh. doing this, she goes, oh, my gosh, if I bleach my hair that often, it would all fall out in clumps. And yeah. thankfully, it has not for me, but I had to bleach my hair and my beard like once a week for the last two months. Oh, and so, wow. Well, because, you know, my hair grows fast and, yeah. you know, I have my collagen peptides and all this. So my hair grows super fast. And so I bleached that, done the whole thing, got the Santa suit. And so this last week, my boss and I went to our main office. And the night before, I stayed up until 12, 13 in the morning, baking over 400 wow. cookies <gasps> from my chocolate chip masterful video that I've put out. It's called, um, you can yeah. see it on YouTube. And anyhow, long, um, individually yeah. wrapped, and they were very concerned about, it's going to be a homemade gift and COVID. And, and I said, I'm not licking the cookies or coughing on them. <laughs> but I did promise, and I actually did this. I wore a hairnet, and I wore a face mask, and I wore rubber gloves. So I did not touch any of the dough or any of the cookies. Now, to make it yeah. you know, a little bit more special, we ordered custom-made labels and then ordered um, like clear plastic, like cookie baggies. So I yeah. bought these Ziploc bags that were, Oh no, 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 We need to have the official cookie, whatever. So I stayed yeah. up till 12, 13 in the morning, made hundreds and hundreds of these cookies. And then I dressed Yum. up as Santa, took my red wagon and we walked around the corporate office <laughs> and people are on conference calls and just looking around going, what? the heck is been <laughs> going on this is but to see that then then coupled with the smiles going oh my god it's santa it's it was santa. probably one of the most enjoyable fun things i've professionally ever done uh, but thankfully mary lou i also except yes. for the belly because i'm more of a malibu santa i'm watching my weight yeah. <laughs> um I, you know i totally look like santa yes. claus so it was super fun anyway so that Aww. that's our little holiday thing. And I, and I may at my part-time job on Christmas Eve, because again, I needed something else to do. So at my part-time job on Christmas Eve, I'm closing the store and I think they want me to dress up as Santa for my shift. So we'll see how that plays out. But wouldn't that be fun? You know, you're going to get some last minute groceries and you see Santa checking your groceries out and be like, okay, well, you know, if you're a good little boy or girl, we'll see you in a couple hours. I, I was Mrs. Claus a couple of years ago. Yeah. We'd make a great Carol. pair. We would. Carol Claus. Mm-hmm. And I be- oh, now Santa, the elves are waiting for us. We have much work to do. We must mm-hmm. get back to the North Pole. Yes. Lots of toys to prepare. Hmm. I could be a British one, really. I that, well, that, that would probably be slightly yeah, much more appropriate than my 
Southern Santa, and my boss says, do you know any other accent? I said, no. Well, darling, I I do, but not one that I can carry (laughs) off and keep doing for like the three hours we're going to be passing out the cookies. So Santa (laughs) here, this is what we're going to get. All right. I could be Mrs. Claus, too. You know, I'm partial, even though the North Pole is a little bit closer to the U.K., uh, I can do a Southern Mrs. Mrs. Claus. You know, I think you'd be great. <laughs> well, we'll have to do that some, you know, on the magic Well, when I moved ride. down to Brisbane um, yes. to continue my creative arts career, I I think yes. that I'll dress up as Santa. Now, see, we, we'd have to do Santa at a different <laughs> time of the year, though, because if I dressed up as Santa and it's 36 degrees Celsius, I would be melting. Well, we could start Christmas in June. I'd be fine here. with that. Yeah, because it's yeah, a very warm Santa suit. That. that would be fine. Yes, we could give out Christmas money cookies, like the little gold coins you get sometimes, because yeah. it'll be the end of the financial year. Santa Even better. Early. And think of the tax return. They're going to be more gleeful and more open to receiving. And yeah, that, that could work. I think that's an you know awesome that idea. We put the kangaroo on the emote. On the emo, I'll sound like one of the Muppets. We put the kangaroo and the emu were chosen on the Australian coat of arms. Do you know why? Oh. No, I do not. Because they can't walk backwards. Well, only moving and forward. Are, that's right. We're a forward-moving country. And I think we move forward and you come and fly here to Brisbane. Is I think a that's a great idea. So we'll I'm going to... We'll have I'm going to invite you to give our listeners about one minute of your Christmas cheer message, and then it's going to be time to wrap it up because I've got some music Uh, to play. Yes, you do, and I'm very excited for you. So to start with, one of my favorite carols is that I love to sing is the Christmas song. And I think that's because I love – I miss the white Christmas I used to have when I was a kid. And I actually saw Santa when I was little. I peered out around my bedroom door. I would have been three or four. And I swear I saw Santa putting stuff under the tree. And so that's it. But just the song itself, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, yuletide carols being sung, by a choir, it makes everybody want to sing, and you know it's sort of it's more because the kids get all excited, and you know you go into the shopping centers and they're all excited because it's a time of magic, and magic is really the gift of loving and giving and remembering how precious life is. Uh, it truly is a beautiful gift, and. I just think if you have enough belief and trust in yourself and you open your heart, there are just so many opportunities and experiences that are just waiting to come into your lives. So it's about putting, dropping everything, mm-hmm. any thoughts or worries, being in the, in the moment. And we really do only have now. So don't and speaking of now, Mary Lou... I want to, it is now time to hear, we're going to do a two-peat. We're going to hear, have yourself a Merry 
little Christmas, and then guess what? It's Christmas time to wrap up the show. So we'll have you back in the new year, and we'll be talking more stuff from down under. In the meantime, sit back, listen, and have yourself a merry.
might not think it's Christmas with the sunshine in the trees. You might not even think of Santa Claus with his dogs down by the beach. Oh, their tails, they are all wagging, wagging here to there. And the joyous sounds of barking without care. Down the chimney, Santa 